Great. My name's Simon. I'm one of the elders teachers here. If you don't know me, uh, really great to be able to share with you this morning. Um, uh, firstly, as well, we just wanted to remind you that this time next week, we're going to be doing one of our site visits to um, across the road to where we're going to be building our new church building. Uh, so come prepared next week. Hopefully the weather will be great still at this time of year, but if not, bring a coat along. But let's get uh, prepared to go over there, pray for that site, believing in faith for what is gonna, God is going to do uh, in our future and in the next couple of years. Um, so this morning, um, we're not in our Ephesians series, it's just a free morning and uh, my mind went to um, a teaching I did a while back for a conference uh, and I thought I would bring that to you guys this morning. Uh, slightly paranoid that I might have done that before, but I don't think I have. So if, if I've done it before, well, let's just go with it. You'll enjoy it twice, it's fine, but I don't think I have. Um, and um, I want to talk this morning really on the topic of weariness. Uh, weariness and weariness in doing good. Uh, I want to read from Galatians 6 and I'm going to read the first uh, portion of that up to verse 10. Uh, and really just talking about that last, the last preach I did was on weakness. Uh, so it sounds like a, a W trilogy. I just need one more. Um, so if you can think of another good W, I can, I can speak on that next time. So come and see me after if you've got any good examples. Um, so if you turn to Galatians 6, uh, and I'll just read from that portion. Um, and uh, it says this, doing good to all is how it's entitled in my uh, one. And it goes, uh, I'll do it in the NIV um, if you want to follow in that or whatever, it's fine. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks there's something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please the flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. And whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have an opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. And really throughout that whole passage, uh, it just is a, a glorious calling, um, really calling us to a life of goodness. And it describes some of the challenges and some of the things that come along with a life of goodness. It talks about some of the wrestling with temptation. It talks about that, that the thing, the fact that we face temptation on a daily basis. It talks about burdens. It talks about the fact that we ourselves will have burdens and to share one another's burdens. And it talks about this ongoing life where we need to sow and to work to do the right thing, not to please the flesh. And then right at the end of all of that calling and description of all the challenges that come with the Christian life, 
it then says these words, therefore let us not become weary in doing good. For the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And I want to just point out another couple of verses as well that I think are really relevant to that sense of weariness. It's Hebrews 12 verse 3 where it says, Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. And then another one is Revelation 2 verse 3 where it says, You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary and I want to point out to you guys that weariness is one of the big themes of the Bible you'll find lots of verses on weariness it's one of the challenges it's one of the things that comes alongside the Christian life so you're signing up for a life following God and uh, and all of those things that come with it and weariness is one of the huge dangers of the life that we've committed to And all of those verses kind of talk about catching weariness before you become weary. So it says, let us not become weary. Don't even get to that point. Don't grow weary and lose heart. Don't get to that point um, and, and have not grown weary in Revelation. So it talks about do not get to that point. Don't get, don't let it come on. Catch it before you get weary. And that's really one of the things I want to start with this morning is let us not become weary. Don't get to that point. Catch this thing before you get there because there's a huge danger in the Christian life attached to weariness. And I'll talk a little bit around what that is. But at the same time as well, as you find that weariness, and seriously, just go look, do a word search on the Bible, and you'll see that it's a huge theme uh, of God's word. But not only is the, the thought of don't become weary, don't get to that point, but as much as there is many verses about not getting there, you will find as many verses in the Bible around what God has got and how he will help those who are weary. It's almost like God is declaring it's one of his specialities, that he specializes in the weary and restoring the weary. And we're going to look at that as well this morning. So if you have found yourself in that place and if you have got a weariness over you in that Christian life, God wants to say to you this morning that it's something he specializes in. You're in the right place. Our God is the God of the restorer of the weary. So what kind of weariness are we talking about? As I've already kind of intimated as I introduced it and we, we look at Galatians and all that comes before get into that verse. It's not a weariness, a, a physical weariness. It's not just because you're tired because you had a big night last night or it's not because you're weary because you've just worked really hard this week. It's not that physical weariness, although I think that sometimes is uh, something that comes alongside the Christian walk. It's a weariness of doing good Uh, and because it's not a physical thing I don't want anyone young in the audience this morning to think ah well I'm young and I've got loads of energy and I don't really ever get weary you know Isaiah 40 verse 30 says this in a really famous verse even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall it's something that affects all of us but in Galatians 6 I think there's two kinds of good that it's talking about and the first one is this I think it's living a holy life 
It's living the way that God wants us to do. It's living in the spirit and not in the flesh. That's what it's talking about. Don't grow weary of living that good life. And I also think as well that as you see in verse 10, it's also about a weariness of doing good to other people. I think it's a um, don't grow weary in your Christian ministry. So it's like a don't grow weary in the life that you've committed to in following God, in living in the spirit versus living in the flesh. Don't grow weary of that goodness and don't grow weary in your Christian ministry of whatever God has called you to uh, for ministering to him, particularly to one another. It says the people who are believers, but also outreach and care for all people. And I think the danger of weariness is this. Because the life we've committed to, and if you didn't know this, get ready for it. The life we've committed to on all these points, holiness and doing good in ministry, they're flipping hard things. It's really hard to be, it's hard to be a follower of Christ. You know, holiness, if you think about the hardness that, that comes with that, and there's just, there's some significant hardness that, that is amongst it. You know, I think at the moment as well, the, the, the kind of the life we commit to live, and then you kind of think out there how normal living a life of sin is. It just is, isn't it? It's just so normal now that it's almost like what is left that is actually wrong out there. It's almost like what, what is wrong? What is, you know, is there such a thing as sin out there? Everything goes, everything is good. And I really believe that as we commit to that difference and, and we, we commit to a living a life of good, that it can bring a tiredness. I don't know about you, but you know, have you, do you grow tired sometimes? Just think, oh man, am I the only one that thinks that living like this is, is the way that God calls us to live? And everyone else just goes, no, you don't need to live like that. That standing up for good, that believing that there is a higher calling on our lives, that there is such a thing as sin. It can be that swimming against the tide. You know, that's a, a Christian thing. We often talk about that. Swimming against the flow of society. And there's a tiredness and a weariness that comes from being that odd person out. And just whether it's in your workplace, whether it's as you watch television, as you watch you know, society and how it is, the fact that we're just different. And there can be a weariness of going, God, do I have to be the different one? Do I have to believe something different? Do I have to have that different standard? And also there's a, a, a weariness and a tiredness that this passage talks about of it's not a striving to do good because we know that it's by grace that we live. But there is that weariness of wrestling with the flesh. I don't know about you, but is, is there any day when you get up and go, God, am I ever going to change? Am I ever going to get victory over this sin? Am I ever, you know, I'm a bit like Paul wrestling with this body of death and that despair that, that Paul kind of felt. And, and maybe there's a weariness that you've got of just living this life and thinking, God, I just, I feel like I'm constantly wrestling against these desires in me that are wrong and that, that I have within me. And there's a weariness that's kind of setting into you and you just feel like maybe giving up and just going, I just can't change. I can't be different I can't seem to make this thing and everyone else around me is living like this so why don't I just give in and live like that 
So that's just the hardness attached to holiness. And then there's a hardness as well that's just attached to our ministry and living a life of goodness to one another. And again, you think about ministry, and man, it can be hard work to do Christian ministry. It's week in, it's week out, it's often not getting thanked. So by the way, you know, a lot of what we're doing here this morning, teaching, preaching, the you know, worship, the serving that people do, it's, it's, it's a, a sacrifice. It can be early mornings. You know, I've signed up for this thing, this eldership thing, and I'm telling you, every Tuesday morning when we're doing our prayer breakfast and I get up at 5.30, there's a thing in me that just goes, what am I doing? God, I have to get up at 5.30. Do they know that we get up at 5.30 every Tuesday morning and go in and pray and do these meetings? And oh, there is a, you know, it's some bits of it, are hard. there's a great joy attached to all that we do, but there is a hardness attached to it as well. If you're in ministry, difficult decisions, you know, it can be family pressures, it can be time being used up, it can be physical tiredness. And then there's the whole thing I think this passage also talks about, about not seeing fruit, not seeing change in people, wondering what's the point of what we're doing. Maybe it's a weariness, you know, weariness attached to all of those things. Should I keep going on? Who's depressed at this point? Is there anyone else completely depressed? I don't know about you. Why do we do this stuff? But I think there's a reality that we need to face. I think we're kidding ourselves if we don't recognize some of this stuff. If we don't recognize that we as Christ followers are taking ourselves out of the world. We're in the world but not of the world. And with that comes a whole set of challenges. It means we have to live differently to other people. It means we wrestle against flesh where everyone else just gives up and gives in. It means that we commit ourselves to a life of good and reaching out to people because we want to see lives impacted for good. We want to see the kingdom of God come on earth. We want to see these good things. But God is saying that with that is attached great challenge it's not an easy life that we've picked although the reward is high and the glory is high of what we do but with it and the danger that comes with it is that we could suffer this weariness so be on the watch out it's normal so that's the first message this morning if you feel like man I have some of that weariness and you feel guilty and you think man is it just me you know does anyone else have these feelings it's all over the Bible it's all over scripture it's a normal part of Christian life this thing is hard and weariness is one of the tools of the enemy to stop you doing what you're doing to make you give in to give up before you see that good and to give up this Christian life it's a tool of the enemy but again this scripture in particular verse 9 it tells us something and it gives you an insight that you need to know about goodness and it talks about a harvest you know it talks about at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up and here's the thing you need to know about good things they're not instant things they're not always a thing that you will see immediately. Sometimes God brings a goodness or he brings a change in your life that is just radical and it's real and it's quick and you experience a moment of redemption or one of God's blessings. But quite a lot of the goodness that we've committed to is not instant. 
Good things are things that take time, dedication and effort to see happen. It talks about a harvest and you see the thing about a harvest is it's to do with planting and sowing and weeding and hard work and seasons and it takes a while to come. But the message this morning is do not give up before you see that goodness. Don't let weariness come in before you see it. Because weariness is a stopping force. You see, I read out as well Hebrews 12 verse 3 where it says, Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Because you see, it's not the weariness in itself that is the bad thing. It's weariness that leads you to give up. You see, weariness equals you losing heart, which equals you stopping. That's what weariness really is about. Weariness in verse 9 is about giving up before you see those good things. And I think weariness is extra sad. Because you see, weariness is not for a bunch of people who never started Weariness is for people who have started what they're doing. They've put a load of work in. They've started this Christian life. They're involved in ministry. They've already done a load of stuff. But then before they see a harvest, before they see the good that God has got, they give up. Weariness is the nearly there and oh so close syndrome, but then just giving up. And I think that a lot of weariness is, again, like a, a tool of the enemy. It comes in moments of our vulnerability. There's another verse in Deuteronomy 25, verse 18, and it says, When you were weary and worn out, they met you on your journey and attacked all who were lagging behind, and they had no fear of God. And I believe that kind of weariness is one of those things as well that hits us when we're vulnerable, when we're down and we're out. And the enemy uses it as a tool to make sure we lose heart and that we stop so that we don't see that kingdom goodness. It often comes in the form of opposition. Uh, as I said in that verse that consider him who faced such opposition in Hebrews. It says that. It's a, a thing. It's a, a, an opposition to your personal holiness and it's an opposition to your ministry and in Ephesians 6 verse 12 it says it doesn't it for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers the authorities the powers of darkness and the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms any attempt that we do for good means that we're wrestling against the enemy it talks in this passage about wrestling with the flesh and not sowing in the flesh it is a physically sapping thing it's grappling it's something that can leave you exhausted and I also think that a big source of weariness is not just when we're vulnerable, the opposition we faced, but that losing sight of why we're doing what we're doing. You know, the harvest, that it's all underground. You might not be able to see the good that God is doing. It is there, but you lose sight of it because you can't see it. And all of that leads to that weariness within you. You just become weary. You just think, what's the point? What's the use? Why am I different? Why am I living this thing? Why do I set myself out as different? Why am I pursuing something? Why am I ministering? What am I doing all of this for? 
And that really is what weariness is. It's a stopping force. It's something that causes Christians to give up, to stop this Christian life, to stop striving for that goodness. But here's the thing, as I said at the beginning, as much as God talks about the challenge that comes with the Christian life, our God is a God who specializes in ministering to weary people. Praise God. Our God is a God who specializes in that. And really this morning, I don't have a lot more to say. It's not going to be a long preach. It's not a long thing. What I've done so far is set out the problem, the challenge. Here's the problem. We've committed to a life of goodness in ministry and holiness. And with that comes challenge and hardship and difficulty. It's not instant. Good things take time. But I want to talk this morning as well about what God has got for you to stop you growing weary or if you are in that place. And it's, I call it a little bit like a clinic for the weary. You need a bit of a checkup. And maybe this morning you need to check yourself into that clinic for the weary. And you need to spend some time with God just dealing with that tiredness, dealing with that spiritual tiredness and becoming refreshed in God for the good things he's got for you, but also for the challenges that you might be facing. And there are so many verses around what God has got for you that I could really go on and on and on. But I just want to give you some tools this morning and equip you with some things that God can give you to help you in this challenge. And the first one is this. Let me read out this first one. It's in Psalm 68 verse 9. And it says, You gave abundant showers, O God. You refreshed your weary inheritance. And in Jeremiah 31 verse 25, it says, I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. And the first thing is this, if you're feeling weary, if you're feeling tired, it's not a problem that you can solve on your own. It's a God problem. It's a spiritual thing and it's God that needs to refresh you. God is your refresher. You need to go to him for your refreshment and your spiritual needs. He is your healer. The second thing is this, and this is the, the, the next tip for you who are weary. Psalm 119 verse 28 says this, My soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word, O God. Here's the second tool for you if you're feeling that weariness of going on, and it's this. Make sure you're in the word of God. The word of God is powerful, it encourages, it lifts, it speaks against untruth, it defends, it points out errors, it puts on the armour of truth. It reminds us of people like David who have been through things that we might be going through and he was victorious. It reminds us of eternity and of a God who loves us and so much more. I'm telling you, one of the best tools to combat spiritual weariness is getting yourself in the word of God, making sure that you're refreshing yourself in what God wants to tell you, reminding you of the truth as it stands against what the world might be saying as you read it and go, yes, that is the truth. This is truth. Whatever is out there, this is who you are God. This is what goodness is. As you face a challenge and begin to think, what, who is God? What is God like? And you read it and you go, yes, 
this is who God is. This is who he says he is. That is one of the most refreshing things that you can do. And I'm telling you, I don't know if you've ever been in the middle of a challenging time. There's nothing like a word from God that speaks right into it. If you think back in and just go, that one time I needed it, and God just gave me a word that I needed. Get into the word of God and he will speak to you. It's a promise. He will speak to you wherever you're at. So number one is that God, it's a God problem, it's a spiritual problem. So make sure that you spend time with God and make sure you're in the word of God. The third thing is this, and again, I read this verse out earlier, but I think there's a truth in it for us. And it's that Deuteronomy 25 verse 18 verse again. When you were weary and worn out, they met you on your journey and attacked all of you who were lagging behind because they had no fear of God. And I think what this verse is saying is that there's a real danger attached to being isolated. That's when weariness sets in. That when we set ourselves on our own and we go, I'm going to deal with all my problems on my own. I'm not going to share them with other people. I'm not going to go to church anymore. I'm just going to deal with my own problems. And it says in Galatians, doesn't it, in verse 2, the, the passage we're in, carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ and I just believe that if if you are struggling with weariness the best place you can be is in fellowship you know and it's not just here on a Sunday morning it's in a small group it's um, making sure that you're meeting regularly with other believers and brothers and sisters because it's within that that God encourages us it's when we're out and isolated and lagging behind and on our own that the enemy just comes in and he takes us out there's power in being together there's power in being part of a group so make sure that you're part of something that you're together that you're not lagging behind Number four, whether this encourages you or not, Proverbs 25, verse 25. Like a cold water to a weary soul is good news from a distant land. I just think sometimes as we look down in what we're doing and distant land can mean more than one thing, that we forget the good that God is doing out there. We, we get bogged down in our own challenges, our own problems. And God's telling us, look up and see the good I'm doing around the world. You know, it might be that we look at what God's doing with Sam and Hannah over in Nepal and get encouraged by the fact that God is working even in hard places like that. But just take your eyes off your own problem and look up and see around and it might be good that God's doing in other people's lives and testimonies that you hear and it will refresh your soul as you see, no, God is acting. It might not be, I can't see what he's doing in my life right now, but actually I can see in other people's lives he's working, he's going to work in my life. Be encouraged by what you see going on around you that God is alive, God is working, God is doing, God is not hidden or ended God is alive and doing his stuff number five consider him who endured such opposition that's that Hebrews 12 3 to 11 a great passage consider that you're not alone it's not unusual don't let the enemy speak to you and go you're a failure you're the only one it's only you that ever faces this stuff don't interpret it wrongly. It's not a sign of failure. Jesus himself took on lots of opposition for the good that he wanted to do. So make sure you don't feel isolated in that sense either. Number six is this, and I think this is a really important one, especially to people in Christian ministry. Uh, and this is from Isaiah 28 verse 12. And he's talking to a bunch of people in Israel, and he says this, to whom God said... 
this is the resting place. Let the weary rest. And he goes on, this is the place of repose, but they would not listen. And I believe there's kind of two points in this. That God in your life will provide resting places. But the problem with us is we just do, do, do. And we just don't stop and rest. And, and repose in them, it means a temporary rest from activity, excitement or exertion. Especially sleep or the rest given by sleep. And there is a challenge in our life that sometimes we're so active that we bring weariness on ourselves because we don't listen to God and we don't take the times that he gives us to take that rest from the work that we're doing and, and, and the good that we're striving for. So particularly in ministry, let me remind you of the Sabbath day, that God provides rest for a reason because he doesn't want you to grow weary. He doesn't want you to burn out in your ministry. He doesn't want you to stop doing the good that you're doing. And as part of the good that you're doing, he's asked you to take moments of rest in what you're doing. It's a God thing. Whoever told you that you had to burn out is not reading God's word. God builds rest and rhythm into all the ministry that he asks us to do. It might not be a Sunday because you might have to work on a Sunday or minister on a Sunday, but find your Sabbath day. Make sure you take that moment. And it goes on in that verse in Isaiah. It says, but they would not listen. Sometimes God speaks and he provides a resting place, but we don't listen. And we just go, no, God, I'm all right. I'll carry on. I'm superhuman. I don't need to listen to you. But in Isaiah 50 verse 4 it says, The sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He wakens me morning by morning. He wakens my ear to listen like one being instructed. Listen to God. Let him refresh you. Take moments to stop and read your word. Take moments to stop and just rest and be with your family. Take moments to just go for a walk and enjoy God's beauty in nature. Don't be a people that just do, do, do. Listen to God. He will provide for you moments of rest, moments of joy, moments where you can recharge those batteries. But we can miss those moments because we can think that God wants us just to be doing, doing, doing. But God builds those in to our Christian life. Take times of retreat to recharge your spiritual batteries. Do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. The Lord will renew their strength, and they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. That's Isaiah 40. Um, and again, Jesus says this, doesn't he? Matthew 11, verse 28. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I think that's another one, again, that too often we take on burdens that aren't our own. It does say in Galatians to bear one another's burdens. But as we do that, let's make sure we have good boundaries and that we don't take on too much. And the final verse I just want to bring to you is Revelations 2, verse 3. Again, 
You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. You know, there just is a bit of Christian life where we've just got to endure hardships. We've got to keep on going. There is a bit of endurance in what we're doing. And that will always be a bit of it, that God calls us to endure through some difficult times. But my encouragement to you is this, is that God has got some amazing tools to restore and refresh those who are weary. We've committed to a life that is difficult. Following God is not an easy life. It means a commitment to holiness, to wrestling with the flesh, to being different from the world. We want to see God's kingdom come and to see that is to believe for good, but it's not an easy thing. And it means that we need to commit to what he's got for us. But there is good that comes. And my encouragement to you this morning is do not give up before you see that harvest of good. God wants to refresh you and restore you this morning so you will see the harvest that he's got for you. Don't give up. Don't lose heart. Don't stop in what you're doing. Make sure you refresh yourself. Go to God for that refreshing. Be in his word. Let him refresh you. Be encouraged by other people's testimonies. Bear one another's burdens. And God will bring that goodness in your life. So I'm not going to speak for much longer. It's a shorter preach this morning. Um, But I encourage you as we do our final song to just search your heart and see where God finds you this morning. Are you in the midst of that weariness? Can you feel any of that setting on? Do you need God to refresh you this morning? And just ask God, God, what is it that I need to be doing? Do I need to find some moments of rest? Do I need an encouraging word from your Bible? Do I need uh, someone to pray for me or to share with someone else what's going on in my life? But guys, don't give up and God will bring a harvest of good in our lives. I'm just going to pray and then the band will lead us in some worship. There is tea and coffee outside um, in the foyer uh, and enjoy the rest of your bank holiday weekend as well. But let's just bring that all to God uh, as we yeah, finish our time together here this morning. Yeah, Father God, we thank you that you are with us, that Lord, if we're feeling that onset of weariness, if we're worried that um, we're about to give up, that this is your moment and area of speciality, Lord God, that you long to come in and refresh the weary soul. You long to come in and speak a word of encouragement. You long to lead us into green pastures where we can just rest beside quiet waters. You're a God who longs to look after your sheep, protectors and refreshers, Lord God. So I pray this morning you would touch any weary soul. You would revive and you'd refresh, Lord God, that people would walk out of here this morning refreshed for the life of goodness that you've called us to and full of your spirit and joy, I pray. Amen. Shall we stand? Yeah, Father, I want to thank you that you are the everlasting God and you do not grow weary and you are the defender of the weak, Lord. And Yeah, Lord, I just pray for anybody out there who is feeling weary this morning. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you will strengthen them up, that you'll keep them going, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, that all of us during this week will just be able to rest upon you and in you and in your word, Lord. Lord, as we uh, kind of go out of 
August and into September, Lord. All about September is all about new beginnings, new school year, maybe a new um, a new job. Maybe uh, people are going to university, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, as we kind of enter in, into the second half of the year, Lord, as a church, Lord, that we would be able to rest in you, rest upon your word. And Lord, I pray, Lord, as we do that, Lord, that you would abide in us as we abide in you, Lord. And you will strengthen us like eagles. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.